tell ourselves stories. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when I coach someone, you typically can't take them from point A to point Z in a single session. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of mini points oh, along yeah. the process. Yeah, I've tried that and it fails when you do that. <laughs> well, it'd be nice. And you're mature, you're great at discernment, and you know how to um, consult really well. So you're like, this is the answer and this is how you're gonna get there. If you tell them all the points day one, their head will pop up. Good day and welcome to the Consultant and the Coach Podcast. How are you today, Josh? Doing great. Catching up to you here. Glad hey, to be here. This is so life application. So the last two weeks, uh, we've been going over All the War They Want by Jeff Engel, which is a book. I mean, he 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 runs a company that does cyber uh, cyber technology compliance, defends against cyber risk. But we're on to in the book, all the war they want, life application. And as I was telling you before the podcast started, these are my favorite podcasts. Mm -hmm. I love, because really, if you cannot apply it to life, why mm -hmm. read the book? Mm -hmm. And we can. We yeah. can apply this book to not only life, but as the last podcast uh, we did last week on business. Yeah. So devotion for the book. What would you come in terms of life application? So I got one a little inappropriate. But I, think I, I noticed that when I read the hope it's gonna be read right. the notes ahead of time. So you yeah. you just go with the inappropriate devotion. All right, and I'll, well, I'll give you the my devotion comment. is not inappropriate, but it connects to a funny statement that we don't okay. usually swear on the air. But I'm going to because of the quote. Okay, just preparing people who care. All right, it's attributed to the beginning of chapter six. Attributed to Colonel Charles Beckwith. He says, "I'd rather go up the river." I'm trying to think of like his. I'm trying to think of his tone when he's saying okay. this. Like I'm thinking he's like shouting this, right? I'd rather go up the river with seven studs. Than 100 shitheads, right? <laughs> and what that made me think of mm -hmm. was the fact that there's the Book of Judges mm -hmm. and Gideon, who, by the way, my son's name, so I sort of know that name, mm -hmm. know that story. It's not a new concept. God does the same thing. God says it's all about who you do it with, right? I think mm -hmm. in a similar way. So it's, here's the story, Judges chapter 7. Jerubbabel, that is Gideon. <clears throat> That's what I should have named my son, Jerubbabel. That would have been tough. And uh, <laughs> for Gideon's sake, I, I'm thankful you named your son Gideon. <laughs> and everyone who was with him got up early and camped beside the spring of Herod. The camp of Midian was north of them below the hill of Morah in the valley. The Lord said to Gideon, you have too many people for me to hand the Midianites over to you or else Israel might brag. I did it myself. Now announce in the presence of the people, whoever is fearful and trembling may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 of the people turned back, but 10,000 remained. So it's getting back to the how many go up the river with mm -hmm. the part, right? Then the Lord said to Gideon, there are still too many people. Take them down to the water, and I will test them for you. If I say to you, this one can go with you, he can go. But if I, if I say about anyone, this one cannot go with you, he cannot go. So he brought the people down to the water, and the Lord said to Gideon, separate everyone who laps water with his tongue like a dog. Do the same with everyone who kneels to drink. The number of those who lapped with their hands to their mouths was 300, and all the rest of the people knelt to drink water. The Lord said to Gideon, I will deliver you with 300 men who lapped and hand the Midianites over to you, but everyone else is to go home. So Gideon sent all the Israelites to their tents, but kept 300, who took the people's provisions and their trumpets. The camp of Midian was below him in the valley. And as the story goes, they didn't even actually have to attack. They just had lanterns under cover, and they surrounded it and made a ton of noise and broke all the lamps, which basically tricked the enemy, right? And mm -hmm. thinking that they had 10,000, which I think they originally they had 32,000 people. 
down to only 300, right? Same thing. Story, story here is go with the seven mm-hmm. studs instead of the, the hundred, right? Um, and even idea. in the previous podcast. So who you do it with matters. He was breaking some rules. Right. That's not how you do war. Right. <laughs> they broke some rules. Right. And so you have to do it. And that, I think that, and it applies to life, right? It applies to life of faith, right? We have to think differently. Mm-hmm. We, we, we serve a God who's not constrained by economy or not, not as constrained by resources the way we think about them, right? So being willing to have faith and break rules in wait, places we feel properly led. Um, anyhow, so and, I, th- and I thought that— this is where, you know, primarily our reach is to— Christians mm-hmm. is who this podcast is geared towards. And, you know, it's something like well, Christians got to do everything exactly by the rules. Well, what happened with Gideon? What happened with Jacob who wrestled with God? Mm-hmm. I mean, you see in Scripture lots of people, they broke a lot of symbolic rules. And God's saying, hey, I want you to think out of the box and mm-hmm. I want you to wrestle. Now, he also says, therefore, go and sin no more. So there's this conflict that you see, and we're mm-hmm. out doing business, not with Christian companies. I mean, right. I am a Christian leading a company. You right. are a Christian consulting. Right. But there's a lot of ways, how do we act as Christians and break rules that are okay to be broken? What does that look like? Right. Yeah. No, and then there's a lot of this, and, and, and I think it, wrestling is a good analogy, right? There is a there is a wrestling that must take place from mm-hmm. a faith perspective, from a parenting perspective, from a how do you live and act and do business in the world perspective. We, we're not going to get it right all the time. No mm-hmm. one in Scripture did, certainly. I mean, they got it wrong most of the time, seems like. Frequently. Frequently. <laughs> At least frequently. So life application yeah. for... Jeff Engel's book, All the War They Want. Mm-hmm. What stuck out to you first? You have an, you have pages and pages of notes of life applications. What stuck out to you first? Well, not as many as you think. But no, I do have a couple good ones. So one, one I think is, uh, I think it's from chapter 11. Um, I think, if I got the right one, maybe not. Page 126. Um, he was really interesting. He talked a lot about his training. Um, and he talked about... When you are told and shown repeatedly that you can always do more, you begin to lose sight of your limitations. Mm. And I thought that was really interesting because um, I, I sort of hope that I could parent in that way. I probably don't. I probably give my kids way too many limitations because <laughs> otherwise, my goodness, chaos would reign. But um, but I just it made me wonder about when I'm working and raising and encouraging and instructing my children, how do I uh, tell and repeatedly show them they can always do more? Not in the sense of like earning my love more, Mm -hmm. right? I'm really careful about that. I'm really careful about how I message things about, like, you know, our, our, well, I mean, using running as an example, right? Because, you know, we probably use it too often. (laughs) But, you know, as you know, my son ran like crazy fast 42-second PR, right? In Mm -hmm. this last... And one of the top runners in the nation. Yeah. And um, one thing I told him before this race that I tell him before lots of other races is two things. Like, hey, buddy, doesn't matter how fast you run today. Am I going to change how much I love you? Nope. And, of course, sometimes he said to me, what if I walk the race? (laughs) And I'll say, I still love you, but I'll still kick you in the pants until you start mm-hmm. running. Uh, <laughs> but then the other thing I tell them is like, and you better believe, I believe you're the toughest kid I know. Mm-hmm. And so when you get, it gets hard and it gets tiring and it starts to hurt, I believe that you are tougher than every other kid on that course. Mm-hmm. And I will always believe that. 
And yeah, so I try to like find both sides. Like you can do anything, but like at the same time, you know, so he loses sight of his limitations, but he's not always doing it for something of like trying to prove it to me at the same so time. Re- read that, read that quote again. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about that. Yeah. When you are page 126, when you are told and shown repeatedly that you can always do more, you begin to lose sight of your limitations. Okay. So he's actually, is he saying you can do more or he's, what do you, th- what do you think he's saying with that? Well, I think he's, I mean, he's, he used it in the context of, um, well, let's get the broader context. So he talked about um, some of his sp- special tra- uh, special ops training. He uses the term SMU, and I'm sorry I don't have that one right in front of me. But he says the culture is a two-way street. When you are asked to do something, you do it. And you do not ask people to do dangerous things that you have not given them the capability and resources to do safely and effectively. It is the whole grit thing being constantly and consistently reinforced. That was the culture that created the brand, which ultimately is what proliferated and got those of us in the organization to a point where we could do daring things that others would consider to be magical. When you are told and shown repeatedly that you can always do more, you begin to lose sight of your limitations. There was not going to be anyone else to call when it was time to get things done, so we had to use any means necessary to figure it out. That is when you start exploring the art of the possible with your team. Okay, that that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, and what I like about that, you know, like like you do with your son and I do with my kids, but even myself, we tell ourselves stories. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when I coach someone, you typically can't take them from point A to point Z in a single session. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of mini points oh, along yeah. the process. Yeah, I've tried that and it fails when you do that. <laughs> well, it'd be nice. And you're mature. You're great at discernment, and you know how to. Um, consult really well so you're like this is the answer and this is how you're going to get there if you tell them all the points day one their head will pop up too much too soon right and there's this ebb and flow and i I think the life application for that is is the whole there's work and rest you know you work hard then Mm -hmm. you rest and recover then Mm -hmm. you work hard and we're slowly growing as leaders we're slowly growing as both of us fathers Mm -hmm. as husbands It takes a while to grow and figure things out. And it's really, for me, it's helpful to understand the process. Mm-hmm. I will look at my kid and say, oh, my, what, where are we going? Hey, it's a process. Yeah, yeah. What, what, did, what stuck out to you from a life application perspective? A lot of it, for even me in terms of life application, I want to sit on the process. And where, where I'm going with this with myself Looking at myself and where I'm growing personally, I have my own coach as an example. I'm comparing myself to where I was last year mm. at this time. Mm-hmm. And even as I come up with next year's goals, mm-hmm. I'm not as satisfied today as where I thought I would be. But looking back a full year, I'm like, it's been a heck of a year. Mm-hmm. It's been absolutely amazing. So along the same time, thing is understanding the perspective it takes a long time for each person to grow. It mm-hmm. takes a long time for our companies to grow, our mm-hmm. relationships to grow. And even like on this podcast, as we keep refining it, it continually gets better. So no matter what we're doing, it it's a process. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's actually ties to one of the other things <clears throat> on page 155. I was noting for life application, he talked about fighting that urge to manage and allowing the shins to get scraped. In other words, allowing that adaptation to occur. Mm-hmm while simultaneously preventing the necks from being broken, <laughs> is a lot like being a parent. If you hover over your kid and hold the bike, 
so they never fall. They are never going to realize how to maintain their own equilibrium. At the same time, you do not throw a seven-year-old on a motorcycle because they could smash into a wall, and now you have failed. And I think that's, you know, it's instructive for business, but it's also instructive for life, right? How do you, how do you appropriately challenge your kids and then put them in a place where, um, you know, where they can succeed mm-hmm. right? or fail? Well, and, and, and fail in a safe way, not mm-hmm. in a fate. We don't want our kids or even our employees to mm-hmm. fail in a way that they are destroyed. Right. And we've seen that. There there are times when some people are so destroyed by a situation. Um, and one of the things I wrote, wrote down was there, there's a chapter about stuff that makes an impact. There's a quote about being destroyed. And I wrote, you know, there's the Christian idea of evil that coincides with good, help explains uh things in life better. So, you know, as we run into, uh, we just finished our company offsite and I was, I was reflecting upon Psalm, uh, it's chapter 37, verse five about making your plans and giving them to God. Mm -hmm. But the entire Psalm was 20 verses long about good and evil. So Mm -hmm. we are to make our plans, Mm -hmm. give them to God, but also in the purpose of this it's not just one little verse there is good and evil happening at the same time and things can take our businesses down but there are also some really good things and we need to at least be aware that we're living in this and i think what jeff would say in the book is yeah in cybersecurity, there are evil people that want to steal your data Mm -hmm. they want to do harm to our country or our businesses they just want to cheat and steal and you need to at least be aware of that as we plan Mm -hmm. and same with our lives as well you're not going to let your kids say you know uh, you you drive the car. I know I haven't. No, you're going to train them before you give them the keys to the car. Right, right. Well, and at the same time, I think, you know, one of the things that we have to be careful to do is, is challenge them enough. Oh, absolutely. Right? It, it, you get hit two extremes. Right. Not challenge enough or too much that you break them. Yeah. Well, and, that, and an update, you know, we had a little short in a, in a video, I think, several weeks back about my daughter and her extreme ownership, right? Mm-hmm. And so we've actually since made the choice for her to switch schools, mm-hmm. right, because of the fact that on the other end of that extreme, we realized she was not being challenged to the point where she was actually stagnating. Mm-hmm. And she has been, you know, basically um, not making any progress, not doing anything new, just all same stuff for lots of reasons I won't get into. But it was it was like watching her brain atrophy right in front of us. Right. And because as a how- good and loving father, you made the move. Now, you were not flipping with it. Some parents are too flippant. You're going to go to this school. No, we're going to go to this school. Too much. So it's, you were very thoughtful in how you did that. And, and so it's interesting to give you an idea of how smart my daughter is. She um, she came home from school the other day. And I won't name any names because in case people hear this when we left. But um, she said, oh, uh, and there's only 22 kids in the class. Mm-hmm. Right? And they've been in school together, some of them since preschool. Most of them. Anyhow. Um, she said, uh, oh, such and such is already gone. And out of new school. And I know mm. such and such is considering leaving. Because we're asking how she's doing. Because it was the first week that she actually like told people, including her so best friend. So she's reading through the lines. Well, two other people oh, no, no, have no. already left. Yes, it gets better. She goes, you know, it's all the smart kids who are leaving. <laughs> you have no choice now. So if you leave her there, she's going to No, we had told her this week. And so she started telling people that she was leaving. Um, so we'd made the decision. We informed her a few days ago. But she got, she knew why we were moving her. Mm-hmm. Right, in terms of wanting her to be challenged. And she understood, even though she didn't like it. And we, we didn't like it either. We told him, honey, we don't like this, right? But we thought it's the best choice, whether, you know, sometimes in life, you know, you kind of have no good choices, but you have mm-hmm. to make the best one with what you got. 
which is a good learning lesson by itself, but um, she was the one who got to the conclusion that it was the smarter end of the spectrum who were all leaving. Mm-hmm. And I think it helped her realize, oh, mom and dad aren't completely off the deep end, mm-hmm. which was good. Well, and another one of my applications out of this book is what symbols and stories do we tell? So let's use that same mm-hmm. illustration. Whether you meant to or not, you just put your daughter in the middle of a story that she's really smart and you believe in her and mm-hmm. you're going to do what it takes to further your daughter's education. Mm-hmm. That's a great story. My parents so believe in me that they will move schools so I'm continuing to be challenged. Yeah. What a great application. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's it's great. It's just one of those things that it doesn't come. It's, it's one of those, it's interesting experiences, right, for life. And I think this to some degree applies to this book too in terms of learnings here. But helping, you know, working through that story and that symbolism because these things aren't simple in the sense that I think I was explaining to someone, this is the first time I think my daughter has faced um, not big emotions, because kids certainly have big emotions, but the first time she's had conflicting emotions mm-hmm. about something. Oh, that's good. Like that you've recognized Struggling that. with the fact that she's sad about leaving what she knows, or disappointedly what she knows, sad to leave a friend um, who she's become really good friends with. Um, but I think also recognizing the fact that she's really, really bored. Mm-hmm. And, and sort of intrigued by doing something more challenging at the same time and, and not knowing how to reconcile that within herself. I mean, there's tens. I mean, it's hard when you're, I can't even do it. I'm 40, right? Um, so it's hard for her, but it's good, right? And so just helping her with that, right, I think is important. And I think that's, you know, it's how we lead too, right? Lead mm-hmm. our businesses, right? Is helping people work through these complex changes, right? Change well, management, and things it, like that. And if it was easy, everyone would do it. If it was easy, they wouldn't hire us to help. That's true. <laughs> What's the last life application for the book? That's the only two I got. That's the only two. It's the only, it's the best two I got. You've got to come up with them. Well, I, I, ha- I have a lot. We'll go to the next one. Yeah. Well, the the last one I want to share, and this is a little different, but I'm thinking even in in terms of life. One of the things we talked about a, a couple weeks ago, if a predictable response can be evoked, oh, yes. I it like can be one. exploded, exploited, exploited. Yeah, and. In my own personal life, I have to think, and th- this is this is hard. A lot of times we look at our own behavior, and we're like, "This is pretty predictable. I'm going to do A, then B, then C." And um, or even with my kids, um, there might well, where am I going to go with this? Um, I can I can go a lot of different directions. Um, if there's something we don't like about ourselves, we can change it. But we have to understand, we, there's got to be some sort of resistance pushing up against this. Mm-hmm. So, for example, as I work on staying in shape, I will purposely put in appointments or accountability to help me change the course. Mm-hmm. I very well know if I have a big, whether it be cake or don't have an accountability person to work out with, there's a good chance I will, A, not work out, and B, eat cake, or whatever it happens to be. So he would say in the book, if a predictable response can be evoked, it can be exploited. So how do we push up against that? Yeah. Either parenting, in our own personal life, in our churches, what does that look like? Yeah, no, and that reminds me a lot about... um uh, James Clear's Atomic Habits. Mm-hmm. We've quoted that before, right? And, and we, we've talked a lot about the importance of healthy habits. But I think what you're talking about in particular, maybe to think of is, is what 
James Clear talks about in terms of how to change bad habits. Mm-hmm. Change habits you don't want is not necessarily to focus on the habit itself, but focus on the triggers or the precursors to the to, that cause mm-hmm. the sort of outcome there, right? Whether it's the bad day at work, therefore I have the cake, or bad night of sleep, therefore I sleep in and don't work out. Like, what are the ways that you can get ahead of the triggers? You know, because you know mm-hmm. the response, you can out sort of outthink yourself, outmaneuver yourself mm-hmm. away from those bad habits. And understand, n- not all triggers are bad. So when I'm coaching someone, I will frequently look for triggers, not in a way of beating them up, right. but to use those triggers to encourage them in the positive direction. Mm-hmm. And in coaching, we call this a mismatching experience. Yeah. Uh, with little kids in cross country, what I will frequently do is I'll take some of the slower kids. And I'll give them a five-second head start on a hard interval. Well, why? Well, it's kind of fun to run away from someone else. And it encourages them to run a little faster. It also encourages the other kids to run a little faster as well to catch them. And so that would be, for example, a predictable response that can be exploited. I am exploiting that as a coach. Right. Right. And I do that in a number of different ways, but you can do that with yourself. You can do that with your kids, not in a way that punishes them, but in right. a way to bring out greatness that we all know is there. Right. Yeah. That you see it and just got to figure out how to get it mm-hmm. out of them. Right. Yeah. So there are a lot of nuggets in this book. Uh, we just did a quick, even though we're four podcasts uh, into this book. Three. Well, three plus oh, the well, interview. Sure. So I'm not sure if this, this podcast is going to come before the interview or after the interview. Fair enough. We'll figure that out. But either way, go buy the book. It's well worth it. Um, And I just do want to thank Jeff for giving us a pre-release copy of it and uh, some really good um, insights on, hey, how to run a great, great business. Uh, Also, I learned a lot about cybersecurity in the process. And also, hey, as you guys are listening to this on YouTube, do us a favor. Uh, click on the subscribe button or uh, do leave us a five if we've earned it if not don't but if we've earned it leave us a five-star review on the podcast uh, place that you listen to this whether it be spotify apple you name it all right but until then go to the consultant the coach.com and we will see you next week take care